Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it is very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you have an experience that you'd like to share, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Megan Sanchez lives in Washington, D.C. In this interview, she shares several stories that show these little moments that can happen amid the stress of the pandemic, amid some of the harder things that in some ways keep us going. I... I follow the news. I'm not the most astute <laughs> person in following social events. But what it came down to was we were texting with um, my husband and I, friends of ours who live in Chicago. Um, they're travel buddies of ours, um, another husband and wife. And we're off, we'll often pick a city or we'll plan a visit. And we were talking about where our next venture may be. And the husband just kind of said, well, let's, we can rule China out. Um, and it kind of struck me as, as interesting. I had been hearing murmurs, but it wasn't anything serious. And so when he said that, um, I started to do a little digging and um, read a few articles. And that's kind of, that was the moment when I kind of realized um, something is happening, you know, and the rest of the world is becoming aware. Well, I am in week five of, um, of staying at home. I work from home anyway. So that shift was not um, in, not incredible for me. It was something I was kind of used to. My husband is now working with me. Um, and we've, we've gone through a number of things that have been different. Um, we haven't really been in a public place in about four weeks. Within the first week or so, we had to get groceries. Now we have our groceries delivered. Um, but it's been kind of a day-to-day -day of adjusting habits and noticing moving through different feelings really of being scared of being hopeful of wanting to help others but feeling a little bit helpless and not kind of grappling with that idea of that staying at home is our way of helping others it feels a little counterintuitive to people who are very active um, but I've been at home now for for five weeks um, working and living and of course going out to walk and run in the neighborhood but um, you know in small doses it is a funny feeling um, to be to be like in that place of it's almost inaction is the action and I it's this yeah I'm happy to do it I have not felt unsafe during these times because I can work from home and I do I you know living in a city I have access to a lot of things I need by delivery um, I would say. I, my biggest concerns, of course, are for the essential workers and the frontline workers. When I go into dark places and I start to spiral through my thoughts, it's always that is what I'm thinking about, how the rest of the world is suffering. And I wonder about the repercussions that will happen in the, I think, years to come. It is a very day-to-day -day 
um, sometimes I feel hour to hour um, response of how do you take care of yourself so you can, you know, be the strongest asset and um, and allow others to do their jobs, support the people you love. It's it is. It's kind of what I think of as like an hour and hour um, recognition of what's happening. The online telesummit that I launched in January, I was interviewing um, 20 plus experts um, around the topic of burnout um, and how creativity and purposeful work um, can combat burnout and help you take care of your physical and your mental well-being. And so I thought I would kind of create this community around this idea of burnout um, and, and, and creativity and purpose. Um, so I started interviewing in January, kept at it through February, and then kind of everything took a pivot. Um, you know, in all of the interviews, you could almost, they're not released chronologically, but you could trace them really, because the conversations just start to tip of burnout as um, a challenge that we've been experiencing for years now. And that is, um, you know, an evergreen topic that, you know, I, I believe that I'd like to focus on and have a mission there. But the, every conversation became much more into how do we meet people where they are right now? Like when this interview gets launched and who knows what's happening in the summer and the months ahead, what kind of tools can we help people with? As people sit here listening to this and they're within their four walls, how do we support them and offer them, um, you know, the ideas and the space to be as they are, but to continue moving forward and, and growing in a positive way. So um, things, things shifted. It's interesting to launch a summit um, particularly for someone like me who's moving online um, and to think, wow, this is a big, bold move. And then in the two months to have everybody in the world go online. <laughs> so that was a different thing too. It seems that, um, you know, the traits, the traits we have as individuals or as a society, they're just becoming more drastic um, and more pronounced. I see two things happening on a personal level with technology. One, it's been great to have an opportunity like this to connect with people. Um, for sure, I'm, I'm connecting with friends, family, doing video chats, you know, doing happy hours here and there, and that feels wonderful. Um, but I would say that as the weeks have progressed, um, if it's not this kind of technology that's facilitating, facilitating this kind of communication where you and I are actually having a conversation, um, I've struggled a little bit more with news and social media. Um, and I found that probably because I do feel like I'm in a vulnerable state and I feel uncertain quite often, um, it's really easy to go into a pretty dark rabbit hole. Um, and I, and it's an interesting place to be. Like I want to stay informed, but it happens very quickly. The downward spiral of looking at a couple of news articles and then I'm not in a good place. And, and it's interesting. And I'll, I'll say this, you know, outright, I wasn't not that kind of person before the pandemic started. Um, one thing stands out in my mind. Um, again, I was out in the morning, been going out in the morning a lot with my husband for a walk or a run. And we were out, this was a couple weeks ago. And we were on the sidewalk and there was a man running in the street. Um, uh, he was, he was a big guy. You could tell that he was getting out and he was, he was hustling and he was working. Um, and so Dom and I were, were headed down one way and he was coming up the other way and he, we got close, you know, like in terms of, I mean, he was still in the middle of the street and he was like, all right, family. Good morning, family. How you doing today? And I had never seen him. And he was, and, and, and Dom and I were like, 
we're good, good. Like all of a sudden, you know, we're like running faster. Um, and it was, and he's like, all right, family. All right, hang in there. And he kept running and we ran the other way. And I looked at Dom and I was, I, I think I even said to him, I was like, I will follow that man anywhere. <laughs> and that was a moment where I knew in my heart all would be okay. You know, and then I went home and my day was different and it was changed and it was energized. And I even, I even did a Facebook live on this because I was so affected by his, by his energy and just his support. We were sitting at the, the kitchen table, starting to get, you know, get the day going, checking email, my husband and I, and he had a smoothie and he was in like a, this glass mason jar with this metal straw. And he, my husband's like drinking the smoothie, slurping it down. And all of a sudden he gets to the end of it and he like has this habit of like tapping the straw and like slurping out the bottom contents of the jar. And I don't know what happened in the moment, but I just like couldn't handle it anymore. And I was like, Tom, if you slurp any more smoothies, like we're not making them anymore. And he <laughs> just stared at me like, well, like, what is your problem? But it was like probably like day five of smoothie slurping of us and this was probably week two of us getting used to like interesting work habits um and he looked at me with wide eyes and in my mind I was like what was that did that just come from me like you know um so I think in that interesting level of noticing um even though we've been together for 12 years like what what does compatibility mean right when you're with somebody for every minute let's highlight the hopeful moments um and like I said the, the darker moments they come from um, being in touch with family members and hearing that other relatives or friends or friends of friends um, have been affected or are ill or are in the hospital. Um, like I said, reading the news, um, having longer conversations with my husband or whomever I might be on the phone with and feeling your, feeling your eyes fill up you know, with tears and just kind of wondering how is this going to end? When is it going to end? Those are kind of the, they don't feel, like I said, the uplifting stories feel special and I can pinpoint exactly what happens there, but the darker moments and the more feel, feel, fearful moments, they, they come in waves and they don't particularly feel special. They just kind of feel like they're always underwriting, if that makes sense. What I loved about Megan's interview and her stories was that they share such honesty about the circumstances of the pandemic, that it's not all scary and bad all the time, but there is a stress that runs underneath everything that we're doing right now, because everything looks different. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.